Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 88 of the Money Love Podcast. We are continuing our decluttering and organization series today, and I'm so excited just to keep the series going. I've really gotten some great feedback over the past week from you guys on last week's episode all about decluttering your external environment and the cost of clutter in your life. So in case you missed it last week, we're in a three-week series right now. So this is week two of three. And so before we dive in this week, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, take some time, pause here, and go listen to that first so that you have that background and context. And then today, we're actually going to be talking about organizing your finances. And I also want to say too, make sure you listen to this entire episode because at the end, I have a really cool and exciting freebie for you guys that goes along perfectly with today's topic that I know a lot of you are going to want to get your hands on. So we're just going to dive right in this week. We're not going to waste any time. So first, let's spend some time talking about why this matters. Why does organizing your finances matter? And why is it even something that you want to spend your time and your energy doing? Because I know that for some of us, it doesn't seem like the most appealing thing to spend our time doing, but it really is something that is so important because your finances and your external environment are more connected and correlated than many of us realize that they are. And like we talked about last week, just how having clutter and messiness and disorganization in your external world costs you a lot. Not having your finances organized in the ways that we're going to talk about today is also going to cost you a lot. So what we're going to spend the first half of this episode doing is talking about how that is, how not having your finances organized is costing you because I want you guys to see why this actually matters. So first I want to build a bridge and connect last week to this week. And I want to say that I think that the attitude and the energy that we bring into how we manage our external environment is the same attitude and energy that extends into how we manage and care for our money. So I said this last week and I'm going to reiterate it, but when your external environment feels messy and cluttered, your finances will probably reflect that as well and feel the exact same way. When your environment isn't purposeful, I find that the management of your money, mainly through your spending habits, also isn't purposeful. So think about it this way. When your environment feels chaotic and we have this mindset of whatever, right? Who cares? Then that is how we approach the management of our finances. And we have much more of a YOLO, screw it, who cares type of attitude with our spending habits, right? It's kind of like, who cares, right? Like, who cares if I go out and I buy another three pairs of shoes when I already have a hundred pairs piled in my closet, right? Like, what's three more pairs of shoes? Those new pair of shoes will be the hot new thing for five seconds, but then probably in a couple weeks, they're going to lose their allure and they're just going to end up in the pile with all of the other shoes. 
And that is a stark contrast to a mindset of what we talked about last week, right? A mindset of my environment is a sacred space. Everything that I bring into it has a clear place and a clear purpose. And I have a very high standard that I keep my environment at. When you have high standards for your environment, it will require you to have high standards for your spending habits, right? Of course it will, because you will be evaluating your purchases through the lens of what purpose is this going to serve for me? Where will it go? How will it make my life better? And when you know that you can just continue to throw things into a pile or shove things into a counter or stash things away into a closet that's already messy and cluttered and pile with stuff, the mindset just kind of becomes, oh, well, who cares? What's one more thing? And that's the mindset and the approach that you're using to make your purchasing decisions. The standards are very low. But when you have taken the time and the energy to be intentional about your environment, it will totally transform the way and the things for which you exchange your money. Another way that your organizational skills, your environment, and your finances are all interconnected is just in the management of your money. Now, this most often translates itself when it comes to your bills and making sure that your bills are actually getting paid. Now, I know that nowadays most of us aren't actually receiving bills in the mail anymore. Sometimes we do. I mean, I know that with baby, I've actually gotten a lot of medical bills in the mail. But by being organized with this process of just opening mail, checking my bills, paying attention to what is going on, it really helps me stay on top of those to make sure that they are paid in a timely manner. And also, Another area is just making sure that debt payments get paid on time. Do you have a system for making sure that that is happening, maybe across car payments, credit card payments, student loan payments? Do you know what you need to be paying for how much and when those payments are due? I will tell you a story about one of my past one-on-one clients that I worked with last year. And when she came to me, she had a lot of credit card debt. And she had about 10 different credit cards that this credit card debt was spread across. And every single month, she was really at the point when she came to me where she was just making the minimum payments on those cards. But in addition to only making the minimum payments, she also had no system and no organization for keeping tabs on those credit card payments. And so once I started going through and tracking everything, What we discovered is that she was pretty much missing the dates that she needed to be making those minimum payments almost on every single card, almost on every single month. And so when we started digging into her numbers and her accounts, we realized that she was paying several hundred dollars a month just in late fees. Every single time she missed a payment date, they charged her a $39 late fee across these 10 cards, and that was happening every single month. So every month, hundreds of dollars were going out the door just in late fees because she wasn't organized with her debt payments. And I told her, look, even if we can just set up a system and some organization so that we can simply just eliminate the late fees that you are paying, And instead of you sending $400 a month out the door to late fees, we can actually start putting that money towards your credit cards. 
you will be able to pay these cards off years sooner than if we don't set up an organized system. And so that's what we did. And I'll talk a little bit more about how you can do this. This is one of the areas we're going to talk about later in the episode. But this is just such a concrete example of how not being organized with your finances can actually be very costly financially, right? It can literally cost you money through late fees if those missed payments and if those late fees get to a point where they actually start impacting your credit score, which means your credit score will lower, which means you're going to have to pay higher interest rates down the road when you want to go out and buy a house or finance a car or even get a credit card. It depends on what we're talking about, but again, it can be very costly and it can really add up over time. Another way that not being organized with your finances kind of manifests itself out is when you don't have a clear plan for your money, when you don't have a money map, when you don't have a budget, whatever it is that you want to call it. Y'all, this is probably the biggest, I don't want to call it a mistake because I hate using that word, but I'll just say I see this so much. So many of my students and clients, this is the state that most of them come to me in. They come to me with just having their money sitting in a pile in their checking account. And what happens is their bills get drafted out of that checking account, out of that pile of money. They're also spending money out of that pool, but there's also no clear path or plan on where they're going and what they want their money to be doing for them long term. It's simply just a short-term focus. It's like, okay, I'm going to pay my bills for this month, and then whatever's left, I'm going to go out and I'm going to spend that. And I'm just going to do that every single month. I'm going to rinse and repeat in that cycle for the long term. And then they come to me and they're like, I've been doing this for years, and I'm really frustrated because I haven't been making any progress financially, and I'm not sure why. And this lack of organization, this lack of having systems and visibility into your finances really is one of the biggest factors if you feel like you're just kind of treading water, it's probably because your finances aren't as organized as they could be. They're not optimized. There's no system to your money. Now, this is why I teach the concept of having a priority for your money. If you haven't heard me talk about this concept, it's one of the main concepts that I teach in terms of the how-to of managing your finances. If you want to get introduced to the concept, go listen to episode 43 of the podcast. The episode is literally titled The Priority of Your Money, but then also come join us with an overcoming overspending because not only do I teach you the concept, but I actually give you the tools and the coaching and the step-by-step process so that you can actually take it and implement it within your own financial plan. But this is why having a priority for your money is so powerful because first of all, it keeps everything very clear and organized for both the short and the long term. It allows you to take care of what you need to take care of today in the short term this month, but it also has you thinking ahead about what you want in the long term and how we can organize your money and spending in a way that supports that vision. So if you are someone who doesn't really have a plan for your money, if this sounds like you, if you're like, yep, that's me, I'm just the person who all of my money just goes into a checking account. It really just kind of sits into a pool. Money is really flowing in and out of there. But outside of that, I don't really have a clear organization system for my money. 
I don't have a priority for it. I'm not clear on the role that my money is serving me in the short term, but probably more even importantly than that, the long term in terms of hitting financial goals, saving for future expenses, then that is a clear indication that your finances really aren't optimized. They're not systemized and they're definitely not as organized as they could be. Now, these are just a few examples that I want to show you guys of why organization with your money is so important and ultimately what it's costing you. And I know it can be so easy just to be like, eh, this really isn't that exciting. It's not that important. It doesn't matter that much because it's really not making that much of an impact. But y'all, it does matter. It matters a lot because it is making a very large impact on your overall wealth building ability over the long term. It's just how in our external world, we think like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll just let things go a little bit here, a little bit there. I'll let clutter kind of accumulate and build up. But it's just a lot of these little shifts at a time. When those little shifts happen over a long period of time, they start to add up. And then suddenly you look up and you realize like, oh crap, like this is a mess. This is a mess and it's heavy and it feels like a burden to me and it's going to take a while to get it cleaned up. And I'm kind of at a point where I have to get it cleaned up because it's becoming so detrimental to my long-term success that it has to be addressed. Y'all, your finances being a mess is costing you. When your finances aren't organized, you don't have a clear path of where you're headed. You don't have a plan for your money to get you there. You're spending a lot more than you would be otherwise because your spending habits are a lot less purposeful. And you're also just paying more. You're paying more in late fees. You're paying more in interest. It matters because it's costly. I want you to remember that your relationship with money is important and you do have a relationship with money. And I believe that how organized your finances are is directly correlated and is a direct reflection of the health, the vitality, and the intimacy of that relationship. And that is because it requires a certain level of care, of attention, and of respect for your money to say, my money is going to be an area of my life that is clear, that is organized, and that I have total and complete visibility into. I care about my money in that way. It's the tool that I use for self-expression and to ultimately create the life that I want. And so it's a resource in my life that commands respect. And it deserves that level of care and attention from me. And in order to manage it at the highest levels and to grow as much wealth as possible for myself, having my finances be organized is something that isn't just a nice to have. It's a requirement. So for the rest of the episode, I want to give you four areas that you can really focus on within your finances where you can get your finances organized so that along with your external environment that we talked about last week, your finances are another area of your life that, again, can become very clean, organized, and you feel like you have a really clear handle on what's going on. So the first of the four areas is just money that you have in any physical form. So this is an area that a lot of us don't think of much anymore in the digital technology-driven world that we live in. But the first area that you can start, this is one that will probably take you 10 to 15 minutes tops, is I want you to clear out 
your wallet and your purse and any cash that you have. So I want you to go through your wallet and I want you to look through what is in here. Do I have a clear system? Is it organized? Are all of these cards in my wallet actually cards that I use on a regular basis? Do I know what they are? Do I know what they're for? How much cash do I have? Is that cash organized? Is it put away in a neat manner? And also just your purse in general. I know I mentioned the purse last week, which I know for some of you, it's like, oh God, the purse. But also go through your purse as well, because many of us keep our wallet in our purse. And a lot of times we'll have money just floating around in our purse. So go through and clean out your wallet, organize any cash that you have, take note of that cash, know how much cash you have at any given point to your disposal, and then also go through and clean out your purse. Here's another thing I want to encourage you to do. Any other time that you find physical money, maybe you find a $20 bill stashed away in the cushion of your couch, or maybe you find some loose change at the bottom of your purse. Don't just look at it and observe it and then just be like, oh, okay, whatever, and just let it kind of ride in the black abyss of your purse. I don't care if it's a penny, if it's a dime, if it's 10 cents, or if it's a quarter, take it out from the bottom of your purse and put it where all the other coins go. And again, this isn't even about you being 10 cents richer (laughs) than you were before, right? It's about the principle of it. It's about the mindset behind it. It's about the level of care and respect that you say that you're going to have for your money. Anytime I find any spare change anywhere, I never just let it sit out. It's a sign of respect that I show for my money. I take it and I put it with the rest of my money so that I know all the physical money that I have at my disposal between dollar bills, cash, any debit cards, credit cards that I have. It's in one place. It's nice. It's organized. I know where they are. They have a home, place, and purpose, and I know where to find them at all times. So that's the first area. And this is actually an area that's really easy to get started with, and it's kind of fun too. So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do this week. That's your challenge for this week is do your wallet, do any physical cash or coins that you have, and also do your purse. The second area that I want you to give some time and attention to are your accounts, namely your bank accounts. So this is going to be things like checking accounts, savings accounts, investment accounts. The first thing I want you to kind of think about is, do I have an organized system for this? Meaning, first of all, do I know what all the accounts are? Do I have a system for them that makes sense in terms of how many I have for each and where they are? I know a lot of my students and clients will come to me with a lot of bank accounts that they've opened in the past that in the past they were going to serve a specific purpose and then now they don't need them anymore. So the accounts are just either empty, they're dormant, they're not being used for anything. They don't serve any purpose anymore. I know I recently went through this. So in the past, what I used to do and how I used to organize my finances is I used to have a savings account for different things. And then I kind of realized that I didn't really like that system. It was just too much work. It was too cumbersome for me. 
And so I consolidated everything down to one savings account with an ally that I could then have the buckets in. And so then I had to go through the process of calling up Ally and closing down those savings accounts that I no longer needed or had a purpose for anymore. But I'll say this, I could have very easily just let those savings accounts just sit there. But again, it was just extra clutter. Every single time I logged into YNAB or Ally and I saw those extra savings accounts, it was just one more thing that I had to process one more account that I had to reconcile, one more thing that I had to put time and energy into that no longer was necessary and no longer served a purpose. So I want you to do this with your accounts. Are your accounts organized? Does each account that you have have a purpose? Are you clear on that purpose that it's serving for you? And if there are any accounts where you're like, yeah, I don't need this account anymore. I don't need this checking account anymore. I don't need this savings account anymore. Just take the 10 minutes to call up your bank, close the account so that all of your accounts, you know that you need and that you use for something. Another area that I want you to think about in terms of accounts outside of just your standard checking and savings accounts are any investment accounts that you have. I know for me where I mostly see this is in old employer retirement accounts. I know for a lot of us, When we're switching employers, maybe you had a 401k at an old employer, you started at a new employer. Y'all just take the 10 minutes to roll over all of those separate disparate accounts into one place. It's very easy to do. And I promise you, if you're like, I don't know how to do that, I promise you, you do know how to do it or you could figure it out with a 10 minute Google search. Okay. This is why I'm always here to tell you guys, like, I'm not here to hold your hand and give you like the nitty gritty how to on this process, because I don't want you ever thinking that you have to rely on me to figure out how to roll over a 401k account. I've had to do it before. And honestly, how I figured out how to do it is either by Googling it or watching a YouTube video, which you can do as well. But again, the point is let's not have a bunch of disparate accounts all over the place. Let's take the time. Let's consolidate everything into one place. So all of your accounts, your online accounts across checking accounts, savings accounts, investment accounts, is everything organized? Is everything systematized? Does everything have a clear purpose? Does everything that needs to be consolidated or closed out, has that been done? Another area that I want you to think about, and this is still under the second category or the second point here. But again, going back to debt, is all of your debt organized? And by organized, I mean, do you have total and complete visibility into your debt situation? Do you know what debt do I have? What type of debt is it? Who's the provider? What's the minimum payment? What's the current balance? What's the payoff date? What's the interest rate? Do you have all of that information consolidated somewhere? And I'm not saying you have to memorize this information, but I am saying it's important to know it. Because once you know, and once you have this information, you can take skilled action with it. Again, going back to, are you someone who you're paying a lot in late fees? You're paying a lot in overdraft fees. You're consistently missing payments. You're having a lot of oh crap moments. I forgot to make that payment. One thing I want to encourage you to do with your debt payments at a minimum because of the negative financial consequences that missing debt payments can have 
again, not only in late fees, but also in your credit score is if you haven't already, I want you to go through and I want you to set up automatic payments for all of your debt so that at a minimum, you're never missing a payment. From there, we can dive deeper once we have that detail and come up with a more detailed debt payoff plan. But at a minimum, you need to know the details for your debt and you need to have automatic payments set up for all of your debt. The last thing I'm going to say in this second category is once you have all this information on your accounts, once you have all of your checking accounts, your savings accounts, your investment accounts, and you also have a really clear picture around your debt, you can then take all of this information to get a really clear understanding of your overall net worth. I will tell you a really great organizational tool that I personally used, not sponsored. I'm literally just telling you guys, this is what I use. It's called Personal Capital, and it's an online account where you can link everything. You can link all of your asset accounts. So you can link checking, savings, investment, brokerage accounts, but you can also link debt accounts. So I really like Personal Capital because it puts everything in one place and you can log in at any given point in time and see what your net worth is. And your net worth is a really good indicator of something that you want to just track over time just to see, is this going up? Is it trending in the right direction? So I'm going to put a link to Personal Capital in the show notes. I believe that if you use my link, you'll get like a $20 Amazon gift card or something. Again, this is not sponsored by Personal Capital. Once you join, you will get the same link that then you can give to other people, which will give other people a $20 Amazon link. But if you're just wanting a place where you can consolidate everything for the second category, go check out Personal Capital. The third area where I think organization with your finances is super important and where it can really shine, which we're not going to spend a ton of time here because I already talk about it all the time, but it's just having a money map, a spending plan, a budget, whatever you want to call it. I have done many episodes on the podcast about this topic. It's a process and a skill that I teach in detail within overcoming overspending. But again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Do you have a sense of what you're paying for, how much you're paying for, and when? Are you someone who just has a pool of money that just sits in your checking account? What comes out goes out. What comes in comes in. Or do you have a priority for your money? Is it clear going into a month what you're paying for, how much you're going to be paying for it when those bills are coming out? Are you clear on what debt payments you have to be making? Are you clear on the current financial goal that you are focused on and what you need to be putting towards that financial goal every single month? Are you being proactive with your finances? Are you putting away money for future expenses that you know are coming down the road? Again, these are all things that I teach within the creation of you having a money map. But is that something that you have? Yes or no? If it's not, again, it's really an area where you can take your financial organization and systemization to the next level. So again, come join us in Overcoming Overspending. I will teach you how to do that. But here is the last area that I want to spend some time talking about that a lot of people forget about, and they don't really associate to being a part of financial organization, but it absolutely is. And this is where the amazing freebie is going to come in for you guys. Do you have a system 
where all of your financial information, all of your documents, all of your policies are outlined, documented, and organized. So these are things like a will that you have, an estate plan. This is things like your final wishes. These are things like outlining, okay, what are the assets that I have? What are the liabilities that I have? What are the monthly bills that I have? What insurance policies do I have? What investments do I have? And where are those investments? And where are they housed? And what are the account numbers? And how would somebody get access to those accounts if I wasn't here to give you the information? What about information on your house? home insurance, mortgage information, providers that you use. What about information for your kids, their school information, their medical information, pets, who takes care of them, where do they go get their haircut, who's their vet, what type of medication do they take? If you have a business, do you have anywhere where your business information is outlined? any important legal documents, any business accounts that you have, any business insurance policies that you have. What about just like logins and passwords to things, y'all? Logins and passwords to your online bill accounts, to your Amazon accounts, to your social media accounts. Now, I'm telling you all of this because this is really the last and final area where you can really take things to the next level and where you can really be a superstar in terms of your financial organization. So in my household, between my husband and I, I am the one that handles all of this sort of stuff because I'm just the in the weeds type of person. I like to be in the weeds. So I handle all of our finances, all of our insurance policies, all of the logins and passwords to all of our accounts, Anything that we pay money for that has an online account that you need a password to get into, I have that. I organize it. I store it in a password locker. Now, my husband really just, it's not that he doesn't care. He just wants to fly at 30,000 feet. He's more of a big picture thinker. He wants to just focus more on overall strategy, not the day-to-day weeds. But with that dynamic, it kind of brings its own set of challenges. And a couple of years ago, my husband was like, Paige, like, I'm really grateful that you do all this for us. But honestly, if anything were to ever happen to you, I'd be in a lot of trouble because you just have all of this stuff in your head <laughs> or documented somewhere where I don't know where it's documented and I would have no idea where to find it. So he said, could you just document all this and write it down for me? And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I will do that. So I went through the process of documenting like every little detail of our world across all of our accounts and our house and our dogs and our insurance policies, just all of it. I created a document and I called it the Every Little Detail Book. And then I realized, oh, wait, there's actually a lot of people who could use this and who could need it. So what I did was I turned it into a product. I turned it into a fillable PDF that anyone could buy. And they could print it out and fill it out by hand. They could fill it out electronically and then print it out, or they could fill it out electronically and then store it electronically. And for the past couple of years, I have sold that. I've sold it for $50 because, first of all, it took me forever to make because that is how thorough and detailed it is. It's a 200-page fillable PDF. But what I want to do for all of you guys today, because I just think it's so important 
And the peace of mind that it has given me, I want you guys to have that as well. I want to give you guys, for anyone who wants it, a free copy of my Every Little Detail book. It's something that you're probably going to have to tackle in chunks of time because it's such a detailed document. It's not something that you're probably going to be able to sit down and fill out in one sitting, but it is something that you could tackle bit by bit over the next couple of weeks and months and get through it. And then again, you know, and you have that peace of mind that knock on wood, God forbid, let's hope that none of us ever have to use it. But in the event that something were to happen to you, someone in your life, whether that's your spouse or it's a parent or a trusted friend, could take this document and they could handle your affairs essentially after you're gone. They would know what you own. They would know what you owe. They would know details just about your day-to-day that a lot of it is probably just sitting in your head right now. They would have all the important and relevant details for your kids, your pets, your homes, your cars, your businesses, if you're a business owner, your work or your profession. It would be anything and everything that someone would need to know to wrap up your affairs and to keep things running smoothly in the event that you're not here. And so this is the last piece of financial organization that I really want to encourage all of you to do because A, it's just very helpful to you to go through this process. But B, it's also going to be very helpful in a worst case scenario event. And the last thing that any of us want to do is to become a burden to our loved ones during a time that would already be a very challenging time. So This is the fourth area that I really think is important to kind of round out how we can organize our finances. So I'm going to go through those four again. Number one, any sort of physical money that you have, money in any physical form, your wallet, your purse, any cash or coins that you have, are they all in one place? Are they organized? The second is any accounts that you have, investment accounts, asset accounts, but also debt accounts. And then we can compile that all in one place so that you have a sense of your overall net worth. Number three is just having a plan for your money, a day-to-day plan that takes you month to month that's going to support you in the short term, but it's also helping you hit your long-term financial goals through having a priority for your money. Again, I teach you this with an overcoming overspending. And then fourth, having some sort of document like my every little detail book filled out, complete. It's something that you've stored in a secure location, and it's also something that you've made someone in your life aware that it exists, right? There's no point in you filling this thing out and then no one knowing that it's there or that it exists. So you've taken the time to fill it out. You've stored it in a secure location. Someone that you know, love, and trust knows where it is and how to get access to it in a worst-case scenario event so that, again, you don't become a burden and other people don't have to figure this out on your behalf. Across all of those four areas, that is truly how we can become organized with our finances. Y'all, I want to end with this. I know that so many people say, this is too much. It's too overwhelming. I can't do all this, okay? But a big reason that it's so overwhelming is because you don't have a clear grip on your finances. And so it becomes a vicious cycle, right? You're like, I can't get a grip on my finances because this process is too overwhelming. But it's also overwhelming because you don't have a grip on your finances, right? So again, it's this vicious cycle and you just have to start somewhere. You have to make 
the powerful recognition that by avoiding this process and that by allowing things to become more cluttered, more built up, more disorganized over time, you are just making the overwhelm that you feel worse rather than better. It's simply just compounding over time. Clarity and transparency with your finances brings confidence with your finances. Even if the clarity you get going through this process of organizing your money paints a picture that isn't so pretty, I promise you knowing and having transparency is better than not knowing. This is just a thought error that many of us have, right? We think that by avoiding this process of getting organized that we're actually solving for the overwhelm because we're avoiding the actions that we think are going to cause the overwhelm. But really, when we avoid this process, all we are doing is we are postponing the negative emotion that you're trying to escape to a future moment, and you're just allowing it more time to grow and to compound, which means that your future self is eventually going to have to deal with it more than likely on a larger scale. Please don't do that to yourself. Here's your challenge for this series and for this week. First of all, start with the first area. Start with your physical organization of your money. Cash, wallet, purse. That's one. Number two, go and get a free copy of my Every Little Detail book. Here's how you're going to get your free copy of that. You can go to any of my social media bios over the next couple of weeks, and you can click on the link and you can get it. You got to put in your email because I got to know where to send it to. Check your inbox. You will have an email with a button that you can simply load to download it. Now, listen, you have to download this thing onto a computer. Do not try to download this thing onto an iPad, onto a phone. Again, it's a 200-page PDF. Don't do that to your poor phone or to your poor tablet. Do it on a desktop, but you'll get the email for that. You can also find the link to download your Every Little Detail book in the show notes of this episode. So if you're already on this episode, simply just start scrolling down into the description and you'll see the exact same link to download the book. Here's the last thing that I'm going to ask of you. Again, this is something that I've traditionally sold in the past for $50. And I've really gotten to the point where I just, I want you guys to have this because I think that all of us deserve this peace of mind. And I know that having some sort of container where this can all be organized is probably the part that keeps most of us from getting started in the first place. So I want to remove that bottleneck and that friction for you so that you just have a clear place to get started. If you have anyone in your life where you're like, they could use this, they need it, please pass along this podcast episode to them. And here's one more thing I want to encourage you with. After you fill this out for yourself, please also give it to any parents, any grandparents, any aunts or uncles where you know, okay, in a worst case scenario situation, I more than likely would be the one that would be responsible for coming in and handling and wrapping up all of their affairs. I think that all of us should fill this out for ourselves. But then please also don't be shy about having other people get a copy who you know that you would probably be in charge of their affairs because you can do this favor for other people, but also encourage other people to do this favor for you just to say, hey, mom and dad, like I made my parents fill one out. I was like, listen, mom and dad, I'm the oldest daughter. I am the executor to my parents' estate, and I know that if anything were to ever happen to my parents, 
it would be me, the eldest daughter, figuring all this stuff out. And so I went to my mom and I was like, mom, I need you just to take some time to fill out this document because I don't want to have to be trying to guess and trying to comb through all your accounts that like I don't even know exist should something happen to you. So fill out a copy for you, for other people, but also make other people in your world fill this out as well. So please do not be shy about passing along this podcast episode to them or passing along the link to them so that they can put in their email and they can get a copy emailed to them as well. Okay, you guys, that is what I have for you this week. I know this was a longer episode. There's just a lot to tackle here. So get your every little detail book. Take my free training, Why You Impulse Shop, How to Stop. And lastly, come join us within overcoming overspending. There is such a clear correlation between your spending habits, your external environment, and ultimately how organized your finances are. I want that for all of us. It's such an amazing and feel-good place to be, and we all deserve it. And I'm your coach that wants to help you get there and achieve that result in your life. So next week is week three out of three. We're going to be wrapping up this organization and decluttering series talking about how to manage your mind and how to keep your mind organized, which is just going to be the bow that's going to tie this all together. So I love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Spread the word about the free Every Little Detail book, and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.